Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode on the Think It Through podcast. Podcast that states there is no truth until you decide what truth is, and we're here to help you think it through. And on today's podcast, I got my good friend back, Tony, the political Italian, and we're going to break down Nasara. Is it real? Is it fake? What does that have to do with today? And why you should always follow the money. This conversation that I have with my good friend, Tony, Tony really brings it, brings us back to 9-11 and why that was significant. Why is it that our enslavement is so important to keep us hindered? Like why does our enslavement matter and why is it that when we try to as a country get out of that enslavement there's a there's a false flag that prevents us from doing so so i want you to listen to our conversation i want you to get your notebooks and pens and papers and write down the people the players the laws and where you can go and receive this information so that you can do your own due diligence. We're at a crucial point, as I've stated before, that America is at her tipping point. And I doubled back and I told you that she has met her tipping point. Whatever happens on January 20 of 21, I promise you, no matter what happens, it's going to go down in history. We've had so many wild goose chases and being on this roller coaster ride of what's going to happen next what is supposed to be happening what is historically correct what does our laws say what does god say about this we have such a division and a divide in this country and we know that if you are a christian out there you know what i'm about to say all of this deals with the what the love of money the greed that's in this country right now has been the root of our demise. Time is ticking and ticking. And the longer we sit here and dance around the issue of what our enslavement means and how crucial it is to fight for our republic and to really challenge and oppose leaders who would stand in the way of our true freedom and leaders who would oppose true justice under a constitutional republic. So sit back, enjoy this conversation, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in so that we can think it through. Are you there? I am. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode on the Think It Through podcast, the podcast that states there is no truth until you decide what truth is, and we're here to help you think it through. 
And today, ladies and gentlemen, with less than 24 hours on the clock, we have our good friend, Tony, the political Italian, and he's here to give us a rundown on his thoughts on this inauguration. And we're going to tie in some things to get you guys thinking on a higher level and to get you guys thinking critically as to why the battle has been waged for the last four years against outgoing President Donald Trump. And with that, welcome back, Tony. Hi, Alicia. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yes, we were having a good conversation, and you were you were telling me about how 9-11, um, how the gold and the currency was working, and what the underlying threat was to um, Donald and his his crusade to try and restore the uh, republic of this country as it pertains to our finances. So with that, I want to just pick your brain uh, a little bit about that. Sure. Um, why don't just because this is a really complex um, subject? Why don't you Why don't you ask me specific questions, uh, and I'll go ahead uh, and respond to those. Because between what we were just discussing mm-hmm. before the podcast, as well as what we've been seeing for the last, let's just say, ten days. Um, there, there's a whole lot uh, to unpack here. Okay, well, let's start because I think that the the, the listeners they're they're cognizant of what's happening now, but I really think because I'm a student of history, so I like to bring things full circle. And being as such, I want you to take me back to 9/11 and why okay. um, the dollar is falling and what that means and um in your in your view okay so all right ladies and gentlemen there is a whole lot to um unpack here uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be as brief as possible because naturally you know we are on a time limit but i do i will go ahead and say that everything i'm stating if you go ahead and look around online you're gonna find it I will say that particularly what we're going to talk about, which is called the spirit evidence out here as to why 9-11 happened, but I believe that once you listen to I'm going to talk about, I think it will become more clear as to why we had 9-11 in the first place, um, as well as what they really tried to cover up and why uh, President Donald J. Trump is having has been having the problems that he's been having uh, in both political parties, uh, because it all ties into this. So let's start with, let's start with 9-11. 9-11 to me was... have seen what Trump has done and tied all of this together. Nassara was called, and if you give me a minute, I, I, I've actually got my notes here. I'm actually just going to be just be reading uh, some stuff, uh, only because they can they put it uh, uh, they can put it better, uh, much better and plainer than I can. Um, but 
NASARA stands for National Economic Security and Reformation Act. Mm. Now, there are several... get to those because I want to talk about some history first. So the, the 9-11, of course, when we saw the, the, uh, the towers come down, mm-hmm. most people don't realize, but Mr. Uh, last name is Silverstein. I can't remember what his first name is. Oh, Larry. Larry okay. Silverstein. Uh, he actually, in the last year or so, possibly two, I don't remember the exact time frame, but during the Trump presidency, he got another payout from an insurance company pertaining to the 9-11 buildings. Oh, wow. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, so he's still, yeah, so, yeah, so just to kind of clue everybody in, he's still getting paid off of that, folks. He's still getting paid off of that. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, now, so let's, so let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna read I'm gonna read some stuff and give you some dates. Um, and you know this one website that I'm on it's just kind of got a funky website, but if you but if you just go in and type in uh, Nasara Jasara signed by Bill Clinton, you'll find it. You, you should find it. But I would recommend because. Google is literally deep state and controlled mm-hmm. by the government using private partnerships. Mm-hmm. I would advise everyone to use DuckDuckGo for all internet searches from here going forward unless it's kind of like things that you have to use Google for because Google will filter out the information that they don't want you to see. Right. But that's a conversation for another day. But mm-hmm. I thought that, that's important. So that way, if you don't see this, this is why you don't see it, because Google does not like to show real information that uncovers real truth. Right. I like that. Okay. So, okay, so we're going to start with Janet Reno. Now, Janet Reno was, I believe... Wasn't she part of the Obama administration? I believe so. I believe she was, um, um, I want to say DHS, Department of Homeland Security, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, we're about to, we're, uh, we're about to find out. Um, so yeah, so, uh, Janet, so Janet Reno would be, okay, here we go. So she was an attorney general under the Clinton administration mm-hmm. from 1993 until 2001. Okay. Okay, so okay, so now we can read this. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give your listeners more context so they can see where this is all coming from. Okay. Janet Reno ordered the Delta Force and Navy SEALs to Switzerland, Switzerland, England, and Israel to recapture trillions of dollars stolen by the Federal Reserve System from the Strategic Gold Reserves. These nations cooperated with the raid because they were promised their debts owed to the U.S. would be canceled because the people who stole the money from the United States also stole money from their nations as well. And that was June 3rd, 1993. Okay. It says here the bullion that's supposed to be used for that current, the new currency, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be enacted under the Nasara, mm-hmm. um, 
by precious metals mm-hmm. is supposedly now safely stockpiled at the NORAD complex in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and four other repositories. And that was reported June 4th, 
that I named mm-hmm. were actually for this originally, and that must have been before they got bribed and blackmailed and got and got into the DC swamp. Mm-hmm. Now the now, now the thing the thing that the thing that I want to make abundantly clear: mm-hmm. you will only hear what we're talking about on the Think It Through podcast because I can guarantee no one, no one. On any platform, is talking about this. That's right. If people knew what, by the millions, knew what really happened, we would all have pitchforks in our hand. <laughs> they would be on fire. Everyone would either have that, a different type of, of weapon, of choice, or guns, knives, swords, whatever you want to call it, and no elite in the in the country, in the USA, would be safe. The media would not be safe. Everyone would want everybody's head. Yeah, because I'm I'm fired up from just the little tidbits that you told me earlier. <laughs> well, it's really about to get hot, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm about to go through what was in the Nassara bill. Okay, now drop it on us. Alright. <laughs> Alright. So this is why we don't talk about loan forgiveness. About number two, abolishes the income tax. Mm. Three, abolishes the IRS. Employees of the IRS will be transferred transferred into the U.S. Treasury National Sales Tax Area. Number four, creates a 14% flat rate. Non-essential new items, only sales tax revenue for the government. Mm. In other words, food and medicine will not be taxed, nor will used items such as old homes. Five, increases benefits to senior citizens. Six, returns constitutional law to all courts and legal matters. No more legalese with lawyers, folks. It's all based off the Constitution and nothing more. Because the lawyers are the lawyers are basically gatekeepers for for the Federal Reserve System, and they swear they swear they swear a uh, an oath to the British Crown mm. or the Queen of England, whichever you would prefer. Mm-hmm. Seven reinstates the original title of nobility amendment. Eight establishes new presidential and congressional elections within within 120 days after Nassar's announcement. Mm. Interim government will cancel all national emergencies and return us back to constitutional law. Okay. Monitors elections and prevents illegal election activities of special interest groups. Okay, so no more dominion. Not just that. Lobbying would become illegal. Big Pharma would have to go away. All of these 
special interest groups that, that blackmail and bankroll our politicians in these two political parties, which I, which, which, which I basically call basically basically the uh, the false choice of tyranny. from Jekyll Island. We literally have not had freedom. We've just been given the false illusion that we have. The reason I mentioned the Jungle Cruise is because when it looks like you're going to go one way, you don't and you go another way because there's a track up underneath the water. And that's what's been happening to our country since 1913. We have not been a constitutional republic since the Federal Reserve got a hold of us and made us a corporation, a business. That is actually defunct. <laughs> that is correct. Number 12, Init- initiate new treasury bank system in alignment with constitutional law. 13, eliminate the Federal Reserve. During the transition period, the Federal Reserve will be allowed to operate side-by-side of the U.S. Treasury for one year in order to remove all Federal Reserve notes from the money supply. 14, restores all financial privacy. Wouldn't that be awesome? So, so the Patriot Act, ladies and gentlemen, gone. Gone. Mm. So that would happen. That would mean the dismantling of the NSA. Or it have to be retooled. Oh no, the NSA would be gone. Okay. Done. Done. Gone. Uh, Fifteen. Restraint. All judges and attorneys in constitutional law. Well, isn't that a coincidence? day? That means we would no longer have to worry about corrupt judges wanting to, or attorneys wanting to go ahead and tell you what they're interpreting the constitutional law is versus actually what it says. Amazing. Ceases all aggressive U.S. government military actions worldwide. That means we would no longer we would no longer be policing the world. Yes, so we would. Wouldn't that be nice? George Washington would be very happy because he told us not to get into foreign relations. That's right. Mm. And, and, And the thing I'll say is that out of all the presidents that we've had. I, the only one that I can that I can recall in my lifetime, because mm-hmm. I'm in my I'm in my uh, uh, mid thirties, is 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 President Trump because President Trump has not gotten us into any new wars. Right. He hasn't. Now take Obama. He got us into wars. The Bushes definitely got us into wars. Clinton. 
Well, you know, they say constant conflict equals constant cash. And where are we going to get the cash from? We got to bully somebody. Of course. That's all tied into the Federal Reserve. Well, that means that you would have to tell Bill Gates and his family to go bye-bye because he's the grandson of a uh, family member that sits on the border reserve of Seattle. And his father used to be chairman of that of, of the Federal Reserve in, in Seattle. You're trying to put him out of business, Tony. No, you... Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Riley, all of these people would have to go. Number 17, establishes peace throughout the world. Now, wouldn't that be a tragedy? <laughs> no, because who are we going to drop bombs on, Tony? You can't make fighter jets and, and rockets for nothing. Yeah, we need to keep giving that military-industrial complex hundreds of millions of dollars worth of taking care of our own. And all. Yes, and it's 100% federally backed. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Releases enormous sums of money for humanitarian purposes. Well, what, 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 what would you know? We so we're going to have to stop. All the money we need so we can take care of our own at home. Amazing. So we're going to have to stop creating uh, fake forest fires? <laughs> yes. <laughs> fake wars. That's unconstitutional. Wow, Tony. And finally, enables the release of over 6,000 patents of suppressed technology that are being withheld from the public under the guise of national security, including free energy devices, anti-gravity and sonic healing machines wait a minute tony now you mean that we can't we can't use oil as much as we we need it what are you talking about so you them, all them golf uh them oil rigs in the golf they're gonna have to go bye-bye you telling us we got real smart technology there are cars right now that operate on water alone stop it oh yes Okay, what they don't want us to know. They don't want you to know about this, that this actually became law. And no. Even more recently, 
This is why there are no public. Let me repeat that. This is why there are no public. Let me let me just say that one more time. This is why there are no public congressional records and why a search for this law will not yield the correct details until after the reformations are made public. Members of Congress will not reveal Nassara because they have been ordered by the U.S. Supreme Court justices to deny its existence or face charges of treason punishable by death. So you mean to tell me, let me rewind this, you're telling me that there is such a law that was signed but then sealed under gag order. That is correct. We're actually going to talk about a congressman who actually tried to break ranks with those with those with those uh, um, congressional uh, congressmen um, um, that, 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 uh, that I read in the beginning. We're actually going to find out what happened to one of those congressmen. Do continue because see now now I'm, I'm fired up. I need to know more. Okay, so the next step to announce Nasara to the world, but it's not going to be an easy task. And many powerful groups have tried to implement, um, uh, tried to implement, uh, I'm sorry, to try to prevent, try to prevent the implementation of Nasara. And the Nasara law requires that at least once a year an effort be made to announce the law to the public. Three then-current U.S. Supreme Court judges control the committee in charge of Nassara's announcement, and these judges have used their overall authority to secretly sabotage Nassara's announcement. In 2001, after much negotiation, the Supreme Court justices ordered the 107th Congress to pass resolutions approving Nassara, and this took place on September 9, 2001. Which, well, what would you know? Two days before 9-11. Well, isn't that amazing? Mm, that's a coincidence, Tony. <laughs> now, now, we're going to talk about a few other things. But then we're going to move on to President Donald Trump, who's got one more day, well, actually less than one more day, um, in the White House. And I'm going to tie all this together. Okay. Here, 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 here shortly. Daddy Bush, George Bush Sr., okay. went to the White House to steer his son on how to block the announcement of Nassara, September 10th, 2001. Okay. On September 11th, 2001 at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, mm-hmm. Alan Greenspan was scheduled to announce the new Treasury Bank system. Debt forgiveness for all U.S. citizens, abolishment of the IRS, is first part of the public announcement of Nassara. Okay. Before the announcement at 9 a.m., Bush Sr. ordered the demolition of the World Trade Center's Twin Towers to stop the international banking computers on floors 1 and 2 in the North Tower from initiating the new U.S. Treasury Bank systems. Explosives in the World Trade Center were planted by operatives and detonated remotely in Building 7, which was demolished later that day in order to cover up their crime. Remote pilot technology was used in a flyover event to deliver a payload of explosives into the Pentagon at the exact location of the White Knight in their new Naval Command Center, who were coordinating activities supporting Nassara's implementation nationwide. With the announcement of Nassara stopped dead in its tracks, 
Bush Sr. decapitated any hopes of returning the government back to the people for the past 10 years, life in the USA and numerous other countries has been dictated by the staged terrorist attack and its repercussions. Seldom does a day go by that we do not hear mention of 9-11. Okay, now, that's a lot to unpack. So, the announcement of said law, because it is a law, it's a three-step process before it's fully implemented is what you basically said and the first phase of it was cut out because of the tragic events of 9-11 and the technology was based in both buildings Wow. And the military, which is the Pentagon, they were stopped as well from coordinating that press release on this law. That is correct. Wow. That's that's really, that's some lowdown stuff because innocent people died for the love of money. Of course, because because to the elite, to, to the Illuminati, powers that be, whatever words you want to use, people are, are only collateral property damage to them. That's all they are to you. You know, that we are to them. It's collateral property damage. That's, that's really sad. Um, I never, I thought that the, the, my young mind, because I'll never forget where I was at. I was in school and watched it happen. So, in my mind, as a child and then a teenager, I thought that this was because of some Muslim dudes in a turban that didn't like America. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Other than this was supposed to be uh a transcending moment to get us out of debt. Now, yeah, exactly. So, again, a lot of these claims, people will say, are, are, are um, you know, are not able to be verified, right? Mm-hmm. They have scrubbed this very, very hard to to find, right? Mm-hmm. But if you, but I think when I put Trump in the mix, it's all going to start clicking here. But, okay. But but, but but we're not there yet. Okay. We're not there yet. So, alright, so I'm going to kind of go ahead and just give a few more, a few more points to this because I feel it's very, very important that your listeners hear everything. Okay, let's go. We, we had the invasion of Afghanistan on October 7, 2001. Yeah. Then, then, CIA Director George Tenet briefed President Bush in the Oval Office on top-secret intelligence that Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. Okay, so he was told this at the beginning that there was nothing there. On September 18, 2002. He still went over there and messed with those people? That's, that's evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, so now we're going to talk about the congressman the Democrat um, that basically decided to break the ranks that actually supported 
to Sarah and actually tried to do the right thing. Okay. This is when Democrat Minnesota Senator Paul Wellstone okay. was about to break the ag order and talk about Nassara. Mm-hmm. His small passenger plane crashed, killing his wife, daughter, and himself. If fear isn't enough to keep Washington in line, money is. Routine mm-hmm. bribes are offered to governmental military officials by the power elite, secret government. Not surprisingly, much misinformation about Nassara can be found on the internet. October 25th, 2002. It also says that Wikipedia's article is total disinformation about what really happened. Mm. And it, it makes that clear as well. Um, before I get into my last few points, before we get into President Trump, um, I want to I want to say something specifically um, about this about about these bribes. We do not have verifiable evidence of this. I have not been able to find it. But with everything that we've been talking about here in the last 30 minutes, um, it, it would not seem that that could be out of the ordinary based off of what we've been talking about. From the grapevine, okay. out here online, whatever, right, is basically saying that everyone that gets into a, mm-hmm. in a, a judge a senator, a congressman, or a president mm-hmm. is basically bribed with $200 million to never talk about this ever or basically face the consequences, which is what happened to Mr. Wellstone because he wasn't willing to go along with the bribe. You could just give me $200,000 and <laughs> and I'd be on my way. I would still feel, I'll figure out how to tell everybody, but... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, here's, but here's the thing is, if you had that, if someone, if the CIA, which is basically controlled by the Crown, uh-huh. goes ahead and blackmailed with every new freshman senator and congressman, and people always talk about term limits, why don't these people leave, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Well, the $200 million is really just the start of the taste of the money. Because now you've got lobbyists and everybody else in your back pocket, so now, so now you're just basically doing one crime, and we move to the next crime, and the next crime, and the next crime. Where, where, where basically everything you do as a congressman and a senator, you're a crook. Or you can't be in Congress. Yeah, and I think that a part of it, too, okay, well, you took this money. And we'll just hang this over your head, so no matter what we want you to do, you have to do it by default. And apparently Mr. Wellstone was not willing to go along with that. He was going to break the gag order. Wow. Which is why why his passenger plane crashed and killed him, his wife, and and, and his daughter, and himself, all in one, because he refused to go along with the powers that be. Wow, God bless that man. He had some balls. (laughs) Well, you know, Google's fanboy is Bill Gates, and if you, basically, this law puts him, <laughs> puts him and his family out of business. <laughs> Bill, Bill, I mean, uh, uh, even though Bill Gates has never been in office, mm-hmm. he's committed treason so many times, it's unbelievable, I've lost count. 
Yeah, he's a demon to me, and I don't care what nobody says. Okay, so let me. All right, so, all right, so, let, me, so let me touch on a few more things, and then we'll get to President Trump. Okay. General Colin Powell addresses to the United Nations Security Council. Mm-hmm. Saddam Hussein and his regime are not trying to conceal weapons. They're also trying to hide people. You know the basic facts. Iraq is not completed with its obligation to allow immediate, un, unimpeded, unrestricted, and private access to all officials and other persons as required by Resolution 
and that's it. Uh, and that's it for um, uh, for that. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm sure I, I'm sure you would agree, Alicia. We we unpacked a, a whole lot there in less than, four, less than forty minutes. Yes, I just find this all fascinating because the names that you've named you know they know what they're doing is wrong like they've had a whole what 20 years to get on the ball and actually free the people and they've just completely turned their back got their money and said screw us and we'll continue to go along with business as usual and that that's not fair I'm not saying that um capitalism is bad but there's a way that you can go about it and it still is fair for everyone I've seen a report before I let you tie this into Donald Trump that Congress could literally give everybody $3,000 and still had enough money to give the way that they have in the past uh, relief bill that they just gave um, at the beginning of the year so it's not a matter of if they have money, they just don't want to give it to us. That's right. But if they're bribing blackmail, they pretty much are told how much they can give versus what they can't. You see, you see, I want to go back. I want to go back to that list again. Mm-hmm. Because some of the most corrupt politicians we've ever had used to, you know, actually signed the Nassara Bill. Mm-hmm. So that must have been before they got corrupted. Right. It had to have been. I mean, I mean, Harry Reid, Nancy Pelosi have been, have been corrupt for God knows how long. Maxine Waters, Charlie Rangel, Ber- uh, Bernie Sanders, Barney Frank, all mm-hmm. of them. Right? Right. But yet, these actually got on and signed the Nassara Act. So, the question is, is, did their crime happen, start happening before 1998, and they actually had a little remorse, right? <laughs> uh huh. Or, or did all their corruption start in 1998? That's a $200 million question. Exactly. <laughs> that, would take, that would take a lot more research than what we have time for uh, here on this podcast. That's right. But, but... It's something for everybody to think about because it looks like these people used to be good guys. Mm-hmm. Keyword: look like. <laughs> you all would have to look into that for yourself, but it's shocking that these names are on were on the list. Right, because I wouldn't have expected that. I would have expected some no-name people. That's right. I, I, I wasn't expecting Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters and Bernie Sanders and Harry Reid. Never, never, ever thought so. Then it's Kasuda I could see. Yeah. Ron Paul I could see. But these other ones? Never. <laughs> when I read this, I had to pinch myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming. Because <laughs> the bill sound, the law sounds like a, it sounds like a wet dream to me. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, now tell me how this ties into uh, Donald. Okay. Remember, Trump talked about 9/11, and he saw when the towers came down. Mm-hmm. He offered to help. You know, you know, uh, he had given money. He offered his personal 
uh, assistance. He, he wanted to help with law enforcement. I mean, he was a concerned citizen because that was his home that was destroyed in reference of his city. Yeah. So the reason why this ties to Donald is because Donald found out about Nassara either before or after he got into the White House. So he did not know. We gonna assume or guess. He did not know. He did not know probably fully because once you become president, you get more information. But we're gonna assume that he didn't. He wasn't. We'll put it like this. He wasn't fully aware fully until he became president. That's correct. Okay. Now continue. opinion it looks like a third world country's prison camp Say that one more time for the people in the back. What I said was, mm-hmm. was with with the with, with the mainstream with the mainstream news. Yes. If you 
continue to say a lie over and over and over again, eventually you're going to believe it. The gentleman already confessed. The media right. just won't cover it. But he confessed. And they and, and, and the people have actually been sharing his actual video when he was in the Capitol building talking about it. Mm. He didn't even realize he was being recorded. I and mean, he you know, you know, he didn't even realize like what he said, he said he was gonna. He said he was gonna go ahead and edit it, and he never did. And wow! Someone got a hold of it. That's amazing. Okay, so so now we know that this stuff is not for Biden, because why would Trump do Biden any favors when when the when when they have when the evidence shows the election was stolen? Why would he do Biden any favors for his inauguration? He's not going to. Right. So. Um, before you, let me interject and say, as you lay this out here, I've prepped my audience for about two weeks now uh-huh. that he he still has no cabinet. Mm-hmm. Kamala just gave up her seat yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he has not gotten those transitional White House security briefings. So he technically has a title, but no keys to the kingdom to back up his title. Continue. And in my opinion, he's not going to get keys. And and we're going to talk about that here in just a second of why he will not get keys. Okay, let's go. So with with all with all the troops that you have, right? You have. Right now, we have anywhere between, because I've lost count. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> from a military perspective, we have between forty and 60,000 troops. What? The National Guard from all 50 states. No, 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 no. I thought it was 20. No. no what? No, it's between 40 and 60,000. Then, then the NYPD. Mm-hmm. Police department by the thousands are supposed to show up in D.C. on the 20th as well. Mm. U.S. Marshals, there are 4,000 U.S. Marshals that have been deployed throughout the United States. And they just took an additional 2,000 military members as of two days ago and swore them in, giving them temporary martial law powers. What? Now during this time, oh yes, uh, you can actually go, you can actually find it on on uh, U.S. Marshals uh, verified um, uh, uh, Twitter. You can actually uh, if you want me to send you the link. I will. But you know, no, I believe you. I'm just dumbfounded. It's all verifiable. Um, but now, but now, so so we have all of this, okay? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in November, in late November. Right? Uh-huh. If Biden was so sure he was going to get the keys, why did he hire and spend $7 million of your taxpayer money using a con- getting a contract to a company called Checkmate if he knew he was going to get the keys on January 20th? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good $7 million question because if he got the win in the bag the way he say he, he does, Right. You would think that the the number of troops would be for you because you're supposed to have this quote unquote transition. Now the new BS narrative, 
this foolishness buffoonery. Mm-hmm. When he holds the sky, lit on fire, a lot of his personal belongings up under a bridge, and then all of a sudden DC went in full blown lockdown mode. All for Biden. I saw that. <laughs> I saw the smoke, but didn't know what it was about. Okay. So, okay. So now we're next. Okay. So now that we know this. Now we're going to get to the heart of the matter here in just a second. There was on mainstream media news. I'm, I'm going to give you the quote. Okay. It was from. It was actually Plot Waffle George Stephanopoulos had a military commander. Okay. On his program. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I remember I sent you this uh, um, a day or so before we actually went ahead and had a chat. Uh-huh. Um, but it was, quote, one second, my, 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 my computer's a, a, little, a little slow here, said, it specifically, the, the, the commander was asked, you know, um, uh, if you have enough to go ahead and do your job, and what type of threats are we going to see? What type of threats are you seeing? And can you really handle it and all that, right? Uh-huh. It was, it was a 60-second clip, you know, because this was the most pertinent part of the clip. But mm-hmm. it went from, and and like I said, Alicia, um, if you would, um, uh, you should uh, uh, you should, um, uh, uh, you should go ahead and post that for your, uh, for your listeners. But it specifically says, National Guard to assist in peaceful transition to military power. I did see the clip, and I thought that that was odd. Because if you're asking a question within 72 hours, because it's happened in the last 72 hours, the military guy was supposed to say, yes, we're prepared, fully prepared to transition uh, from the Trump administration to the Biden administration. He didn't even name Biden. No. No, he did not. And the reason why he did not is because the United States is now under military control. That is why Trump is leaving tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. For, for Mar-a-Lago on Air Force One. He's taking Air Force One with him. Now, I got to interject. For those who don't know, and I did my own little research because I wanted to know what was so special about Mar-a-Lago. I thought it was just a regular golf club that Trump wanted to buy because we know that Trump loves his golf. But to my listeners out there, Mar-a-Lago is very special because it is a historic residence that former presidents used to call their winter White House or the Southern White House. And it was thought that in cases of emergency or something like that, presidents could easily use Mar-a-Lago as a backup residence. So I found that highly peculiar, very neat. And um, it just goes along with this whole narrative that, you know, Trump is really stepping back but not stepping away so with that continue tony i'm i'm in, i'm really interested in uh what you're saying okay so because he's leaving on air force one to go back to mar a he's doing it for national security reasons because he's no longer 
charge. Okay. The military is now in charge, which means we are going to be under some form of either an insurrection act or a full-blown martial law. Okay. So, the thing is, is that President Trump tried to go off of the Constitution by doing the following. He tried to do the 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 courts way, the legal way. Right. He tried to go through the legislative way to try and go ahead and get, you know, the um, the um, the state uh, involved. The, well, no, the, well, the, the state legislature. Yeah, the state. And and, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And and then and then finally he tried to go ahead and go to Congress in reference to these objections, right? Yeah. But when you go through all of these. And you see, you can't get anywhere. The courts won't hear anything. It's corrupt to the point of beyond repair. And now it's time to clean house. I could see 70 to 80% of Congress gone. That would be mind-boggling. Now, now, you know I got to play devil's advocate with you. I trust your opinion. I respect (laughs) your views. But you know, sometimes I got to step in here. But for the people that love to say, oh, you're a Trump supporter. And Tony knows me very well, y'all. We've been knowing each other for six years. And I've told you guys before, Tony has let me berate him. He's let me throw a hissy fit about my former Democrats. So I got to stand up and say, this all sounds good in the hood to me. I could see it being plausible, being as though I am a political scholar by degree. But what if all of this hoopla, this is for my people that still watch CNN, what if the military's for us? What if they're lining up these, <laughs> these, these marshals and these troops and even at the state level, because they're boarding up and they're preparing for whatever they want to prepare for. What if the troops is out here because they're about to do what? Or Operation Warp Speed, where they can give us the vaccination. What if this was that? I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate with you, but I am not di- diminishing nothing that you've said, because I think that it's plausible, but for my people that's not a heavy Trump fan, they're looking at you and might say, Tony's crazy. It has to be for something different. Well, but what's interesting is that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because I've had people do the same thing to me, just like just like how you did to me, mm-hmm. but, but, but what you did to me reminds me of what everybody did to Trump, but yet Trump keeps winning. Okay. And he, and, he, and he continued to win throughout his entire presidency, even though it looked like wasn't winning. Right? Uh-huh. If people have not read Art of War, the Art of War, mm-hmm. you don't understand Donald J. Trump. Okay. The thing is, is that the only reason why I say this is plausible, right, is because if it's not, right, uh-huh. that means Trump is no different than them. Because he's the one that brought the troops in. Biden bring them in. Biden had zero power until 12 noon. Okay, so? 
Let me push you further into a corner. Okay. Let's say, because we, we having a virtual inauguration, y'all. He was supposed to do this Joy Basement, because that's his new name for me. That's what I want to call him. Joy Basement has put off his inauguration rehearsal twice. Then when he did the inauguration, y'all, it got evacuated. So, let's say 12 o'clock noon hits. We're supposed to have a new administration, which is supposed to be President-elect Joy Bishop and Kamala D. Harris. What if the military decides at 12 o'clock noon, we got a brand new president, so now we're supposed to listen to Joy Basement. Well, that's a great question. Yes. So I'll answer this to the best of my ability. Okay. The first thing is that we have not seen action like this since John Quincy Adams. That's a long ass time ago. <laughs> These traditions about not going to the inauguration, uh-huh. right? the, the first lady not showing the new first lady a tour of the White House around and all these other things, right? Yes. Right? We have not seen these things and these traditions between presidents since John Quincy Adams. That is how far back this goes. So this is not business as usual. This is not... Well, you know, Trump is just basically vindictive, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Right? I understand he's got a big ego, right? Right. But the thing is, is that they have, the military has a job to do. Now, right. here's what could potentially happen. Right. Biden could get sworn in long enough for him to commit treason for them to slap the cuffs on then. Because now they've got him because he knew the election was stolen. That would be that would be something to watch. <laughs> now, I'm not stating that that'll happen, mm-hmm. but it's a possibility depending on what evidence they have on him. Mm-hmm. Now let me let me talk about something that I don't ever remember talking about on this on this podcast. Okay. I might have mentioned it, but I'm gonna talk about it real quick anyway. Okay. The reason why the martial law powers—I'm mm-hmm. sorry, U.S. marshals—are uh-huh. so significant at an inauguration, mm-hmm. which I don't remember that ever happening in any presidential inauguration in my lifetime. And neither can I. Okay. So the reason why this is so significant mm-hmm. is because we are still under corporate jurisdiction. Because it's a United States corporation, mm-hmm. right? If politicians have diplomatic immunity, no one can arrest them except U.S. Marshals. Mm. Okay. They cannot be arrested. The U.S. Marshal is the only one unless a, unless someone comes forward. And you know what happens, and you know how that goes when someone comes forward and claims injury. Right. So the U.S. Marshal is the only one that has the power and the authority to arrest in a federal jurisdiction when people like Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and probably so many others, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, because they all 
have diplomat immunity. Police cannot touch them. The military cannot touch them. The Secret Service cannot touch them. Special Forces cannot touch them because they all are outside of a federal jurisdiction. And that is why the U.S. Marshals, as many as theirs are, 4,000 regular and 2,000 deputies that have been given temporary uh, temporary U.S. Marshal powers and 6,000 U.S. Marshals. That is unheard of. Now, the question is, is why do you need, quote-unquote, that many people? Now, let's go with, let's just go with your devil's advocate about Operation Warp Speed. Yes. Okay? If that was the case, and nothing else happened, that means that Trump is nothing more than a, a, a basically part of the good old boys club. Right. Now, if that was the case, why did they impeach him twice? Because he's not one of them. He is not one of them. Right. You can't wait. You can't wait 10 days for the man to get out. No, no, no. We got to impeach him now. <laughs> I thought it was funny, too. <laughs> no. But because of what he knows, it's the death of them if he's able to go ahead and pull it off. Now, I think a lot of them don't believe that he has the balls to do that. I disagree. Now, what, to wrap this up, one to two things could happen tomorrow. Okay. Trump is the type where hardly anyone knows what his plan is. I don't think Melania knows what his full plan is. I just don't think so. Mm-hmm. And until 12 noon yep. comes, right? Yep. Anything is on the table. Because here's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I believe, because about two years ago, Trump took over the emergency broadcasting network. Right. Literally just like a Twitter. And he wanted to test it to make sure it was working. I got that message. I believe tomorrow, I don't know when, like I said, I believe it could be all the way up until 12 noon. It is reported that Trump is going to be leaving the White House at 8 a.m. on Air Force One to go back to Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Okay? Uh-huh. Okay. So, we still got, that's a lot of time. And he's going to be on the plane. He's still, he, he'll have some free time. You know, you know, being one channel and it would be on like an eight hour loop 
And what would happen is that when you, when, when, when everybody sees their phone's not working, right? What's yeah, you're the gonna first be... thing everybody's going to do? They're going to run to the television to find out what's going on. Or turn on the radio. Or turn, okay. Exactly. Turn on the radio. Most people would most people would, would run to the television. Yeah. I believe there will only be one news channel. I believe there will be one news channel, and I believe it will be put on an eight-hour loop that will show all the election fraud evidence that could not be shown in the courts to show the people just what he's been dealing with this entire time. He will talk about martial law. He will talk about the military. He will explain why this all had to be done the way it had to be done. Only because what we are seeing is unprecedented. Trump literally has brought Gitmo to D.C. And I find that very peculiar as it pertains to law. Not just maritime law, but the law of the land. Because as a sitting president, his actual jurisdiction is the 10 square mile radius of Washington, D.C. So that's his lawful domain. So... I don't know if you and I love Land Devil's Advocate with you, maybe. Uh, Trump's not going to do Biden any favors. Yeah, he's a. What if it's for Trump supporters that are congressional members or dignitaries? I'm saying that all of this is plausible. I don't doubt what you're saying at all. But for my for my dissenters out there that don't think the way that you may think, what if twelve o'clock comes and you have that transition and Joey Basement takes over with Kamala? How does that dynamic switch? The only variable here, before I let you chime in, the only variable here would be that Donald would have had to have given his power to the military before Joy Basement get, will be able to take his oath of office. That's the only variable that would make this stick. Well, but that was why the, the clip that I sent to you with, with, with George Stephanopoulos, the commander, uh-huh. That's why that's so significant because it proves the government is under military power. Okay. Stephanopoulos doesn't have a clue because because he didn't even really respond or flinch. He just kind of went along with it. Just kind of went ahead and went along with it. Now, now, is it possible he knows? Yeah. Or could he be clueless? Sure. Could he could he be keeping a straight face because he knows and. You know, you, you know, he just he just doesn't want to freak people out on the air. Sure. Yeah. But my point is, is you have to look at it this way, right? Let's say I'm wrong. 
Okay. I've been wrong zero times during the Trump administration. Now that's a that's a big bold move. Now when I put it out there, I don't delete. I don't delete episodes. <laughs> Okay. And I was told him, I was called a nut when I said he was going to run, and I was called a nut when, I, when he said he was going to win. Now, I predicted a year before he announced he was going to run. I told people he was going to run, and I was called a nut then. Mm. And, and, and so, and so I, you know, my predictions just continued to get a little bit bolder, and the only thing I couldn't say was, I can't tell you the time frame, but this is going to happen. And if I hadn't been watching and following him and supporting him since age 12, which is what got me into business in the first place, uh -huh. right? Because he was my hero in business, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to make, you know, I wouldn't be able to go ahead and, and I had, would not have been able to go ahead and dictate the type of things that I've been able to because I, because I think just like him. Okay, mm -hmm. but let's just say, let's just say that I'm totally off base. This is a loss. I'm going to have to record, right? Yep. If the military does not do a serious amount of arrest, uh -huh. when Trump has given the power to the military, uh -huh. that is, we will never be a republic. This is the end. And with because that, that is what the battle for this 
is all about, and this is why the swamp has continued to fight him in both parties every step of the way. And so if we can't even trust our own military, we no longer have a country. It's not about Trump versus Biden. It's specifically you've committed treason. You, we have all the evidence. The courts won't look at it. We can't get the state legislature. I'm sorry, the governors are keeping the state legislature uh-huh. from being able to look at it. Uh-huh. Congress refuses to look at it. And now our military is willing to go along with the treason. If you have all of this and you can't restore law and order at a military level, this country is as good as gone. And my final point is this. When you steal one election, if we don't fight tooth and nail to stop it and rectify it, regardless of who it, of who it was stolen from, allegedly, mm-hmm. because no court will hear it, mm-hmm. When you get to that point, if the steal is allowed to be completed using the Dominion voting machine, uh-huh. what you have is you have now set a precedent to basically, to, for the deep state to say, we now have the power to steal every single election. So now, they're the campaign's not even going to matter. They're just going to go ahead and get the corrupt Congress to go ahead and pass a bill with Joe Biden in office that he will sign that will pass a Democrat and Republican support stating that all votes will have to be done from now on with the machine, a.k.a. Dominion. And now elections will no longer matter at the local level, will no longer matter at the national level, and our country is as good as gone. So that is why it is absolutely imperative to turn this ship around and right this wrong before it's too late. Because if this fraud, if this election fraud is allowed to stand, the United States will never be the shining the, the shining city on the hill as as everyone wants it to be. The rest of our countries around the world look to the United States for leadership. We are no longer going to be the top dog on the pile if this is allowed to stand. You're right. And with that, I thank you, Tony, for coming on here. I'm quite sure that whatever happens tomorrow will definitely be historic. I'm hoping that there will be a peaceful transition. I don't want to see violence, but I cannot rule it out. Uh, all I can say is that we, regardless of what party you in, we can all agree that we should be praying for our troops. This is a very stressful time in our nation because the things that we're going through, they're unprecedented. And it's beyond a battle of left and right. This is truly about America's future as the uh, beacon of hope and the breadbasket of the world says so our constitution. Tony, you always welcome to come on. And we definitely going to have to keep up to date with what's happening tomorrow. Um, Let's just hope that 
whatever God wants to happen, that it happens, and that if justice is to be had, that it will be had. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Alicia. All right. It was a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.